welcome to another new episode of the False Summit podcast. This week, we're chatting with CrossFit Kieran Grom's newest trainer, Luke Welsh. We're going to chat about what brought him to the area and what the journey was like going from a CrossFit member to a CrossFit trainer. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Luke Welsh. So, Luke, how old are you and where are you from? Uh, so, hi, first of all, first ever podcast. <laughs> um, so, I'm 27 and I am from Northumberland, so the northeast of England originally. Where Where is Northumberland in relation to like other big places in England that I might know? Okay, so it's it's that kind of big area above Newcastle that everyone thinks is already Scotland. Oh, yeah, um, that bit. It's kind of, yeah, bit, <laughs> lots of castles and, and fields and, and hills. Um, yeah, kind of all the way up to the border, border towns, and, and that's where you hit kind of Berwick, and then it's Edinburgh after that. So it's that whole chunk of land there. Uh, okay, fair enough. Nice. And I suppose, like, coming from, from that area of the world, um, did you spend much time in Scotland or up this way when you were a kid? Uh, we came up quite a bit. Like, we, you know, I did a lot of hill walking in the area growing up um so i'd often come up uh to the border hills especially uh, as they were kind of close but we'd come up to glencoe and fort william uh quite a lot but i'd never been to Aviemore growing up until moving up here in 2020 okay so that's quite an interesting thing so what what kind of brought you to the area i suppose uh so i'd lived a lot of different places coming up to moving here i'd heard of Aviemore. i knew like it was this other town um, that had this mountainous vibe and Fort William um, and I'd lived in in Wales and uh, different places in the UK and spent a lot of time in New Zealand um, basically before moving up here I came home from New Zealand and wanted to continue that lifestyle that I'd kind of enjoyed out there of, of, of the outdoors um, and I was like well Abbey Moore Fort William it was one of the two uh, and I wanted to be in Scotland um, and I'd never been up here and I just thought I'll, I'll just I'll just go for it. I'll, I'll see what's going on in Aviemore. Because I'm pretty sure I remember an email coming through from someone who was like, oh, I'm moving to the area. Um, and uh, and they were like, oh, can I join the gym? And yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's right. Yeah, I was, no worries. I did a lot of pre-prep. You know, I did like a lot of like, right, what, how am I going to shape my move up there and what's it going to be like when I get there? I want to kind of prepare it. And then as soon as I get there, start start getting into things. Um, yeah, because that was, that was the first time we met. Um and I suppose you kind of, when you originally joined as a member and you were planning on coming up here, I suppose, like what were your original goals to get out of training? What was the, what was the impetus for, for signing up to CrossFit and had you ever done CrossFit before? Hmm. So I'd done some gym training before, you know, uh, never CrossFit, um, like in between different, like, you know, as, as a, um, outdoors person doing a lot of climbing and stuff, I, definitely often felt and i just didn't have enough time to to do all of it and ha- you know train and be going out climbing and and you know doing everything as well um so when i moved up here it was after having done that big kind of move home and i moved up here kind of did some searching and saw that like you guys were one of the like the main gym other than um the community gym in town and i was like well now's as good a time as any to give something new a try and, and get into it and um, see what CrossFit's about because I'd had friends over uh, in New Zealand who had uh, you know constantly been like oh you should you know you should join I had friends that were going to it um, 
and were coming out and were like oh we love it it's great and i was like yeah cool but then there was the other side of it where sometimes we were out hill walking or climbing and they'd be like oh what's wrong with you bro and they'd be like oh i'm a bit sore i was at crossfit this morning and be like well that sucks uh, i don't <laughs> i don't want to be sore while i'm doing these things and you know so i was like mm, didn't really appeal from that you know it's funny that i think that with um a lot of people who you know especially around here i think it, uh, maybe not so much elsewhere but i think in a lot of areas like people who do crossfit they do it as a sort of accessory to all the other outdoor stuff that they do mm. um and i think there's i think from from an outside perspective there's this idea that it's like oh you're just gonna end up knackered for doing the thing you want to do and there is a point of like finding that balance but there's also the other side of it that's like most of the time you're not getting out to do that thing because you're waiting for the right weather window or you're waiting for that right thing to happen so like training in the intervening time is going to set you up best for when you do get to do that thing but also like unless you were going out for like a uh, one hell of a serious mission the need for you to be like 100 percent rested for that is not always not always there if you know what i mean and there's an interesting like balance to find of like pushing yourself in the gym but also still being able to push yourself when you get out there yeah that uh, took a while yeah because even when i first joined i was still very much keen to supplement being outdoors and going and doing all these things in the outside with a little bit of training here and there mm. albeit more yeah you know crossfit style training uh but i still definitely remember in the early days i still struggled to come in from whatever i'd been doing whether it was winter climbing in the kangorms yep. or whatever and then even the day next day or the day after it'd be like okay i want to go and train now you know my legs are sore i'm rinsed you know it, it was tough and i remember you telling me that early on you'd be like you used that whole shifting dirt analogy you know like start training like come along just get in every day that you can even if you're you know your exact words were even if you're hooped from a day on the hill come and shift some dirt <laughs> come and get some training done yeah and slowly but surely you'll build into that as a as a habit and it did eventually um yeah obviously we had a few lockdowns yeah uh, for sure come up very soon after to play with that yeah you were pretty, you were pretty solid to those lockdowns i think one of the the things that um it's like constantly varied functional movements uh, performed it and people used to say high intensity but i would say relatively high intensity or relative high intensity and it's like high intensity relative to where you are but also where you're at that day um like some days high intensity is going to be full 110 percent all the beans um and other days like relative intensity for you is going to be just moving and getting on with it um and that's going to feel like more than you thought you could handle that day um so i think it's not necessarily just relative to where your fitness is at but also where your where your body's at that day and not always you know always getting frustrated with yourself when you have a bad day and just like coming in move some dirt whether you've got a thimble that you're moving dirt whether yeah, you're man, moving I with a shovel refer back to that analogy now like i just i love that kind of visualization of it of the the different amount of dirt you shift with each session yeah, yeah. I, I refer to it a but lot. i think it's like one of the best ways to think about so many things in life that instead of it being so absolutist like it's binary you're either doing well or you're doing terrible like mm, we're always mm. on a continuum and like even if it's you know whether it's your approach to nutrition or your approach to getting better at sleeping more or your approach to work like you're not gonna be 110 percent every day you just gotta accept that like you just gotta move the needle you gotta move some dirt whatever you want to think about it as like you do something um and that pushes you further along and doing nothing 
so when you we kind of chat a little bit about there but when you first joined but when you first joined as a member like what things did you enjoy the most like straight off the bat and what did you find the hardest um well finding the hardest would probably still be um as i said there about the the whole you know making it in and, and being motivated to 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 come and make it in and, and do all this new stuff as well as still want to explore a new area and, and stuff and i knew that would be a challenge before i came up and um it, it took a while and i mean let's be honest like the, the majority of that was what i had about two weeks of membership of normal life before lockdown happened so the majority of my membership to start with was home once via zoom with you guys right so that kind of changed the attitude of it in that I was no longer going out because we were locked down. And instead, I had this one sole focus every day of a 9 a.m. Zoom wad with you guys. And so that, that entirely shifted um, my approach to it in that that was my main thing every day. And it was like, all I have to do is wake up, eat, and do this wad every day. And that, that definitely was a turning point in um, me getting more hooked onto it yeah. and, and being like, right, cool that's what I'm doing today. Yeah. And, and that becoming the psych. Yeah. Um, and that made it a lot easier because it became, it became part of that lockdown routine. And, you know, I had nothing else. I was in a house on my own in a brand new place. And it was like, wow, cool. I can go out running and go out cycling and stuff. But other than that, I had this, this one focus. And that was, that was that each day. It's funny, like on, you know, on one side of the coin, it's kind of impressive that you ever stuck with it considering the situation. <laughs> um, but it's also, in some ways, it was a great situation for you to form a habit because you didn't have as much yeah. external pressure. Um, like one of the hardest things that you come up against when you're trying to build new habits is that you've got time pressure from various other things. Finding time to fit them in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, for me, like the holy grail with training is to get to the point where it feels just like brushing your teeth. You do it every day. It's a given. You don't even think about not doing it. You just go and do it. And then you get on with the rest of the stuff you want to do that day. Sure. Um, and I think that's a really, like, that's the absolute holy grail for training for for me personally. And I thankfully feel like I'm kind of getting there finally. Um, but yeah, it, I suppose like lockdown kind of offered an opportunity to, to get to that place a bit quicker in some ways. So since then and lockdowns have ended and back to training and all that sort of stuff. And obviously you've been doing... Uh, working in the outdoors and various different things have been going on which have been really cool but then you kind of made this transition um from member to trainer which has been a a really interesting kind of like inflection point i suppose and um for us and for you as well so how would you describe that that process or that journey going from the idea of like this is something i go along and i get take part in to this is something i want to get a bit more involved in and kind of dig deeper into um I guess, it, I mean, it, start, it started with you guys, you guys kind of dangled that carrot, right? You were like, hey, how would you like this? How would you like to, to try this? You seem like you're really enjoying it now. And that was obviously at a point where after months of lockdown, we would got into it and I was like, yeah, actually, I'm really, I'm really enjoying this. So that transition happened, like kind of what started maybe what November 2020 again, before we went into another lockdown. Um, but that was that was really interesting and I, I was kind of more interested in the methodology by that point and kind of like right why are we doing this why are some days like this long why are some days shorter we're doing this less style one day and some days are just strength what what's what what's going on and so that kind of um 
process of, of starting to come along to the, what we, we call them the coaching development sessions that we started having we were kind of gathering once a week and kind of breaking down the level one uh, um what's the word the syllabus uh each week and going through um why crossfit is the way it is and and what the underpinning reasons are for the way we we do this stuff um and that every session i came to i was like oh that makes more sense and more and more sense it made as we went on um which was really cool uh and that definitely um as we went on inspired me more and more to want to be part of it um obviously yeah we went into another lockdown it took a while to get the level one the the, the course um that means we can actually train yeah. to come around um, and i know the other guys kind of did theirs in that newly formed like online version but i was really keen to to hold off uh and do it in person so that that took a little longer than expected um but we got there in the end yeah man the in-person event's really cool um uh i think that it's yeah it's been kind of interesting i think because there's you know there having that curiosity about like why you do certain things within crossfit and why the programming goes in certain directions and you know starting to delve more into like not just following following a cue from the coach about how you should squat but actually really digging into why we cue certain ways and what we're optimally looking for in each variation of the squat and starting to dig into that um and i think that it's you know we ran we ran those coaches development sessions um which by the way if anyone listening to this is interested in both the level one and also the idea of becoming a crossfit trainer um we're running more of those at the moment um we're going to be running those so check out look out for details of those or get in touch if you're interested um but those were really kind of like yeah starting to dig into all the different things that we're looking at in the level one itself and the handbook and that's you know freely available anyone can download and look at that which i think is a really nice way to go about things um but it does start to it starts to sort of like open up how you're thinking about workouts a little bit more and thinking about the physiology of what's going what what sort of stimulus you're trying to elicit in the body of the person who you're training whilst they're going through a certain workout and and why we do those things um yeah it really changed me just going from showing up and and you guys being like this is what we're doing today and being like okay you know sweet 6 a.m we're at badagooish or whatever you know like here's a barbell like you're doing this this then this crack on you know yeah. it definitely changed be like okay i can you know i can start seeing why the why behind a lot of the different workouts and the, the differences between them all and how it all pieces together you know it definitely opened that that awareness yeah for sure i think it's when i went to do my level one i was really surprised that there was people who were doing the level one that weren't there to progress to becoming crossfit trainers mm, true and yeah. that, that really surprised me but actually the more i thought about it and after the level one i was like oh yeah i can totally understand why people would do that because it it really does broaden how you perceive what you're doing in a really really interesting way and it also gives you an opportunity to work on technique under the eye of some really good coaches and um it, yeah it's an interesting thing but i i never thought about it that way but actually as a as a way of kind of digging into and understanding what you're doing a lot more i think it's it's massively important and f for you like i mean i suppose the level one in general how did you how did you find it uh yeah i really enjoyed it as i say that i had a bit more of a build-up to it in that i you know it was meant to be in january 2021 and then it was meant to be april 2021 and it eventually happened um down in loch gelly in fife um in july uh and by that point you know i'd kind of um found a 
uh, role um, as a as a canyoning guide over in Fort William. So I'd kind of moved away from from uh, Abbey Moor at that point, but that was just a you know a summer um, thing. So in between all of that, to still be kind of studying and still being keeping up with with CrossFit was um, really cool for me. And I was able to train over there as as we can you know we can train in all sorts of different uh, boxes wherever we are. We can drop in and and train elsewhere. Um, so to carry on the the study for the level one and to be able to go and do it in the midst of being over there was really cool. Like, you know, I could just drive down on a Friday night and it's the, the weekend thing. And we, I got there and it was just cool to share like a weekend with A, as you've said there, some of the top trainers in the country. And um, Carl Stedman um, came and did one of your previous episodes, right? He was he was leading the course. Um, great dude. Uh, so, and it's just to share the room with, I think it was like 40 other um, aspiring coaches. And as you say, people who were just there to, really understand and dig into the the, the methodology more um, and we broke down some movements and went through um, a lot of different uh, ways to approach um, queuing athletes and and building movement patterns better and um, it was yeah even having done all the study it was still eye-opening again to go and do all these lectures in person and then all this practice and come away from it and be like that you know that was that was a really awesome experience um nobody likes a test right it, it finishes with with a <laughs> it finishes with an assess with, with an assessment everybody's in silence and it's you know full-on exam conditions and suddenly the coaches are invigilators and they're wandering around telling you to shush um but having had all that study time having done the development sessions with you guys and then had a lot of consolidation time bef- between us not finishing that but me moving away and getting to the course um, which, which allowed me to kind of re-go over it all and study it again. I went in feeling very confident and that I knew a lot more about what I was doing and I was I was pretty confident by that point. Yeah, I, I like, I'm not going to lie, I quite like tests, so I, was, I quite enjoyed okay. that. I'm a bit weird on that Well, point. you do if you're confident in it, right? You yeah. do if you're like, yeah, I've, I've got this, yeah, I know what I'm on about. Um, but it, it yeah, it, I think that that whole weekend is, you know, there's, there's one thing to read read a text, but the, the like having a course in it is a totally different thing. Um what was the what were like are there any key points that you'd say that the level one changed about how you train for yourself hmm good question um with the understanding of what we what 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 we're intending to do with the the methodology it meant that i could I could essentially look at what I wanted to improve on and almost do like some of my own programming at that point. You know, if I separate from, you know, what you guys program in the gym, um, I knew what I wanted to work on and I could like, I could evolve my own kind of workout formats um, with multiple movements that I wanted to work on and make them fit together and kind of, um, yeah, go and go and do them on my own time as well and know that like I, I was, I was achieving the right the stim you know achieving mm. the stimulus I was intending yeah. for that workout for myself, rather than just being kind of said okay this is as I say this is what we're doing today and not quite fully understanding it, um, yeah, yeah. you know coming away and being like that was that was brutal and I don't know really know what what that was all about but um, yeah it was it was really cool in that that way. I feel like that's like the transition from being a passenger to being a driver. So, yeah, similar, right? You're watching yeah. the road and you're looking, you get time to kind of notice everything going by. Yeah, and you kind of have to understand what's going on and you have to pay more attention and that's the, there's an element of that, I suppose. Um, but, uh, but you know, if you just rock up to a class, it's something really nice about being a passenger. 
um and just you know getting that experience of just going through it and not having to think about any of that but then when you are able to then switch back on and and delve into that but it's it's really useful for your own programming i suppose but um but also just understanding that the process of getting from where you are to where you want to be um which i think can sometimes feel like it's like a big chasm of ability or strength yeah or sometimes it sometimes you know and it in some aspects it you you know you're going to feel closer to some things than others yeah. right we've you know it definitely helped me identify my own strengths and weaknesses what would you say like in that transition from being uh participant to to trainer what would you say is the the biggest most challenging thing for you personally in making that transition and 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 being a trainer versus being part of the class um it was interesting coming back to being a trainer with obviously people that i you know trained with in in classes and um i guess it's a different vibe if you you know i'd gone and done the level one and then started at a, a fresh at a new gym and you're kind of coaching people you'd never met before i feel like that was quite different to coming back here and then training everybody that i'd kind of trained with for the previous year and faces you know i think i feel like that added like a um not more pressure to it but it made it more well yeah no yeah i'd say it's slightly more pressuring and that you've like come back and you're like right you guys again but now i'm still on this side of the fence and uh (laughs) okay i'm at the whiteboard now yeah let's not mess this up kind of thing i i know the exact like this exact feeling i had yeah, like when i i went from being a member at crossfit glasgow to then coaching there there's this feeling of like you know there's people there in that class that started crossfit before i started crossfit mm-hmm. and there's this feeling of being like i feel like an imposter what's going on here and you know yeah. everyone gets imposter syndrome and things like that when we're talking about you know roles that you know they're new or you feel nervous about um, or you're doing something that's that's challenging in front of people but the um yeah rationalizing that in my head and coming around to the idea that's like it's okay like i've chosen the route of learning to be a coach and a trainer and that's required a lot of study and that's required a lot of like me focusing on that and trying to understand and developing that practice and that's not me focusing on being an athlete and that's not not me focusing on the hundred different things that every other pe- person in that room has to focus on day to day because they all have different lives. Um, and I think it's okay to to like you, you come to that realization. That it's like no, I focused on this and I've really spent some time on this and I've you know I've developed this practice. And it you sort of come around to it and you start to get more comfortable with it. And I think that if you know your stuff and you do it well, then people will realize that yeah, you've put the work in. And that's I think people realize that when you're coaching them which is really cool um but yeah i know that feeling and it's me a bit it's really strange imposter syndrome is definitely still lingers right it's still still there you know depending on different classes and what movements come up and you're like oh haven't haven't coached that before okay that's gonna be different and that you know that nervousness never is always kind of just background yeah for sure but i think the like what's really cool the way you learn things in the level one it's about movement principles um and if you learn the movement principles, then you can understand just about any movement. Mm-hmm. You understand what you're looking for in, you know, in the basics of a kip swing. You can then diagnose what's going wrong in someone's kipping muscle ups. Um, and if you understand the basics of, you know, pressing, then you can start to see what's going wrong in people's push press, push jerk, mm-hmm. split jerk. If you understand the basics of squatting, you can diagnose someone's overhead squat because all it is is a really damn challenging squat. Yeah, exactly. um, yeah. And the same things go wrong. It's just that it's more 
it's more nuanced i suppose than some of these other movements or it's moving faster and that's i'd say like from from day one being a trainer to to wherever you end up in the future your ability to diagnose things that are moving faster gets better um and i'd say that's one of the big things when i first you know stepped onto the floor and you're like okay they just did a split jerk and it happened instantly and i didn't see a thing and you're trying to like totally snatches happen a lot faster than it probably feels like when you're doing yeah. them can i see a second and a third rep of that please um but there is an element of like you know you do, you go through that process and your eye gets better and it starts to really you know you start to be able to see faults that are happening in real time on really fast movements um but it's an interesting process for sure uh but i think it really helps like when you see how someone else moves it also starts to inform how you you're, you start to think and reflect on your own movement um and i think that that's a really really positive process because it starts to make you critical not in a negative way but you do analyze the way you move and you think about that in relation to how you saw someone else move and how you corrected that and i mm. think that's a really interesting little feedback totally, mechanism. yeah keep kind of videoing a lot of our own reps of things and, and finding similarities and being like okay I, i've picked that up in my movement i'll bear that in mind yeah for when i'm keeping an eye on everyone else's yeah uh, and and yeah as you say vice versa you've kind of cued someone else to do something and then you watch a video back of yourself and you're like oh I, I do, do that, that too. too. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, I should I should follow that advice too. Yeah, that that is a that is a good one. What part of suppose of training other people do you enjoy the most? Uh, I love coming in. I mean, you know, I, I'm not going to say I love coming in early after the ten to five alarm as it is now with the early six a.m. class. But I I uh, I really love the vibe that we have at the gym. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I enjoy the kind of the entertainer side of being a coach and and uh, making it a fun hour for everyone as well as right this is what we're going to do and this might suck but also welcome everybody i know you're here of your own free will it's 6 a.m it's cold outside let's have some fun this morning i really enjoy that like okay being you know responsible almost for that um yeah. best hour of their for, day. for that yeah for that hour um and the other part of it is when you realize that someone's kind of found that light bulb moment uh, as you say, breaking down a movement and then, you know, watching it all come together. And by the end of the class, you've got people leaving like, that was great. I did this. And that was the first time I've done this or something clicked, you know, and like you finally uh, got somebody to push jerk from a push press. And, they, you know, finally the movement pattern clicked to get that redip under. And they're just like, you know, whoa, that was great. Or someone realized, you know, we've had a lot of people realize they're a lot stronger than they uh, they think recently. You know, and you've you've kind of helped them with that and being like, you know, that kind of nudge to be like, go on, put five more kilos on. You, you got this, you know, that I really, really enjoy that yeah. side of things. Um, it's really rewarding. Um, and those little, like, those little wins and you see them starting to add up for people. <laughs> totally. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's really, really cool for folk. Um, so what would you say to someone who was considering the idea of, of doing the level one and taking on the idea of being a trainer? Um, if, uh, you know, if you're interested, um, I'd say definitely download the, the training guide. Uh, as you said before, it's freely available. Um, what's it just called the level one syllabus or mm. uh, something. And you can really start, um, digging into the meat of why we do what we do. Um, the development sessions are great to, as you said, come and do things in person and actually be able to discuss what you're reading instead of just like taking it as fact, but be able to break it down. Um, in a group environment and, and and really digging into that and ask questions um, as well and yeah to be able to, to be able to yeah ask questions yeah. refine things 
you can read um, pages and pages and pages of something and just kind of like, oh totally and eventually you, you can yeah. magically skip over the things that you don't quite understand yeah it took a few times to sink in or it took maybe you know ask yeah asking questions i mean like yeah but what, what about this I don't quite fully understand this this and this um shadowing sessions like was was obviously a massive one and coming and hanging out with you guys and kind of just lurking in the back of the class and and just watching how you guys would like manage the room and um when you said things how you said things um yeah that was all that was all monumental in in kind of building into that confidence of, of being able to to take that position yeah for sure massive all right we're going to change tack a little bit um we are on the end of january we have been doing yes, we are. 31 days of uh of eating whole foods as a sort of kickoff for this year which has been really interesting actually um I think we've you know we've done a few nutrition challenges and things in the past and they're you know they're really nice opportunities to try different habits out it's like uh it's like trying some clothes on you kind of like you know see what this feels like and it's i'd missed the other ones i hadn't actually done any it'd be or been or i don't think you'd done one since ah yeah we haven't done in a while yeah um and they're not designed as like you eat like this and now you never stop eating like this necessarily um they're designed as like opportunities to try something out see how it feels uh, and see if you want to stick with it whole of it or parts of it um so this this year has been uh, eating real food which is whole foods things you could pick or broke in the eye on a farm that kind of idea mm-hmm. um how have you found it really enjoyed it actually yeah um like uh my, my diet already was was pretty good you know and that obviously had been um inspired in part by by crossfit and, and knowing that well you know nutrition's at the bottom of that big triangle right it's uh it's important if you're going to be do working and training to the the intensity we do four or five days a week you need to kind of you need to fuel that correctly um this definitely caused us to, to kind of take that next step deeper into it and really analyze the the packets of things we were buying and um you know you realize how much excess excess stuff there is actually in a lot of things um so we've been doing a lot of of cooking and it's been it's been great you know to kind of really dive into different recipes just with whole foods and you know i think i've eaten a lot more veg um yeah i mean i was eating a lot anyway but i feel like we've subbed out a lot of things that would have been in meals such as you know uh you know bread um based things and just kind of gone with more sweet potato or something else and kind of bulked out meals more with with just plants plants meat nuts seeds you, you know a lot of yogurt <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah the, the difference has been quite noticeable um in that just waking up feeling better is, i mean it's part in what we're eating but also we've kind of been quite strict on timing the meals oh, as okay. well um in that it's quite well it's quite nice um as a coach we don't you know we have that nine to five we do have quite a bit of time in the day um after having worked early yeah, to yeah. go home and actually cook a decent lunch and make make meals yeah. um so that that's been really cool and like, like what we have for lunch we can make this and then dinner will be this and plan the yeah. meals um just yeah based around real whole foods um and th- yeah the difference between before and after is is been quite stark to be honest um, waking up feeling fresher less doms a lot of the time i don't i don't know if that's down to just the diet but a lot of the, like the recovery mm. um it, it, i don't know if again it's it's in the head but it's it's felt like we've you know be waking up a lot fresher 
um, a lot more energized and ready to go again than than before. And you could probably attribute that to a lot of additives and stuff, stuff that's not meant to be in your body, causing it to, you know, not run quite as well as it could be. I think there's there's like there's two ways of thinking about it that I think are quite interesting. There's all of the extra extra ingredients, like the additives, the stabilizers, like all those random stuff that you get in processed food. Um, like it'd be like filling your car up and deciding I'm just gonna chuck in some sawdust into the fuel tank mm, and ma- maybe some M and M's. Maybe if you've you know That's a fun way to think about chuck it. some grass in it as well. Like you're like <laughs> none of these things have any benefit to the car going fast or moving well or going further so why am i putting them in like it doesn't make any sense they're just helping that food last longer why should it la- like freshness is most important yeah, one of the most important it on things. the shelf but it's not yeah, doing much yeah. To my stomach or it's making sure it doesn't separate or you know a lot of a lot of foods like if you leave them sitting on a shelf for a couple of days they'll start to separate and that doesn't look as appealing mm, that's so they what put it is, yeah. they put a lot they you know they put things in to stabilize that that mixture um so there's that side of things and i think that's that makes a lot of sense like it just doesn't common sense it doesn't make any sense to eat things or to put fuel yourself with things that aren't actually fuel um but the other side of things is you know if you're replacing bread with you know root vegetables not only are you increasing the variety and quantity of fiber that you're getting in with that um which is going to improve how you're digesting the food and potentially how much of the nutrients you're actually getting out of it like if you ingest 100 grams of carbs from six different sources you're going to absorb different amounts of mm. that based on how that meal was composed um but the other side of things is like you know how much water has that root veg got in it versus bread loads so your level of like basic hydration outside of drinking water is likely going to be a yeah, little bit better hydration's the other one yeah yeah and well hydrated on on top of it yeah which has been like you know you you, there's a certain amount of hydration you get from just the food that you eat and if you eat a drier diet and more processed foods you're going to have less basic hydration coming in on top of whatever you drink throughout the day so i think that's another side of things which i think is really interesting um it's been really cool um i think there's a lot that you start to realize about the way you eat and i think a lot of it's about how you how you focus on how you prepare food and how you think about your time um because time is one element like the quick foods are not usually the foods that are on point in terms of their nutritional value um and a lot of the time when you leave it up to someone else to put your food together they don't necessarily do it with your best interests at heart um which is an interesting way of thinking about things uh but then when you approach your food and think about like i want to eat the things that are going to make me feel the best um and if i put you know, a tiny bit of time into the thought of what I need to buy in the supermarket and then a tiny bit of thought into it and time into like making that food, it leaves you in a much better position. Whereas like if you're just like always, at, you know, at the ragged end or something, just like putting the food out that you've, you can scratch together. Exactly. Or scratching things together. Scratching yeah, things together yeah. or being like, oh, I don't have time. I'll just bang a sandwich. Together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it, either being we will shop purposely for the day's meals and be like this is what we're going to do and we'll allow that time to cook it and be like yeah we know everything going in this bowl and it's going to be great and it's going to be tasty as we know how we're going to cook it or it's a case of prepping like a massive portion of whatever it is and being like same thing we know it went in the slow cooker we know that you know heaps of rice good stuff yeah and then that's a huge tupperware of something we enjoy 
and that time has been taken out in that we're not scratching something together but we've pre-prepped it we know it's there we're like yeah cool that's going to be good for lunch tomorrow and lunch the day after potentially yeah i think there's it's like it's a false economy getting into the habit of of not taking that time um but, and you can really convince yourself you don't have the time it's really easy to do uh but if you if you just take that slight amount of time to plan and that slight amount of time to prepare it means that you're going to feel better. It means you're going to be adequately fueled. And that's a big one. Like so many people don't eat enough at certain, like mm. uh, through large parts of the day. And then suddenly just like have to binge on whatever they can You've find. Got to eat enough to su- support the training. If you, yeah, gonna, if you exactly. want to do that training. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Like if you're, you know, going back to that car, if you don't drive that car very much, it doesn't need much fuel. If you drive a lot, you're going to need more fuel. Um, and you're going to need to take a little bit more care of it. Like it's, it, there is that element of like, yes, we are asking more of our bodies if we're training regularly or taking, you know, participating in sport, but that's, you know, we enjoy that. So it's worthwhile putting the preparation in. Mm. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a really interesting. I think there's a lot that we're, we're going to take forwards like in our house, um, from it. Um, you know, once a week, we're definitely going to get takeaway pizza from Anderson's that's that's gonna happen because those are really good yeah pizza's coming back just, yeah just to side note that yeah pizza's will, coming people, back pizza is going to make a, an it's gonna fly in totally. um but treating it as like once a week not as a like every second day yeah, kind totally, of thing which totally. you could easily fall into like the frozen pizza syndrome where you're like i've not got any food mm, there's a frozen pizza there's let's a frozen have that pizza. yeah um and i think that you know my best advice for people who have either taken part in it or they're thinking about doing that is to is to try try and think about maintaining as much of it as possible but still you know enjoying those once a weeks or you know those sort of elements um but trying to take some of the preparation and planning and and uh and proper fueling from it which i think are the biggest things for me anyway personally which is cool um so to round out what are the three things that make a big impact on your health and fitness cool i you know i wrote three things and then there's about seven lines from this one i was thinking of a little brainstorm went on here uh so i'm gonna pick pick out of them and pick the the ones that i think are um most notable for me um the first one is that eating well uh thing of uh make yeah we've we've talked on it enough right eating good nutrient dense foods and stuff that i enjoy as well finding that balance uh between you know, you're in a chef, stuff you want to cook, but you're also your nutritionist and your personal trader, right? Finding that sweet spot between getting the right calories, getting the good taste, but also, um, well, making sure you enjoy it, right? Yeah. Getting the getting the, the diversity, as you've mentioned there. So, yeah, eating well, eating uh, not too much. If you need to split it up into three or four meals, you know, what, three, three is normal. I generally try and go for like four meals a day and spread them out evenly like that and not eat too close to bed. And I notice that that really impacts a, I'm eating well and B I sleep well, um, because I've got that routine. So yeah, eating well is a big one for me. The second one is caffeine regulation. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is, this is one that I know it's nobody else had kind of said. And obviously we love a coffee when we're training to high intensity because we get all hyped up. I'm super sensitive to caffeine. All right. So like, I can't just go and slam like a extra double hefty coffee like you guys do and uh, and crack on and then do it again three hours later and, and spend all day drinking coffee. Um, for me, it's a case of like, oh, it's 2 p.m. Oh, it's getting a bit bit late for, for any caffeinated drinks now. You know, 2, 3 p.m. in the afternoon is like kind of a cutoff 
for me again uh don't get me wrong those early mornings you know uh, i love a love a coffee love a uh, good cup of tea but i'll keep it to the morning keep it to around training and because i train in the mornings i'll you know slam something strong before that feel real good jacked up for training but then after that it's all like you know decafs and herbal teas and and all the rest of it yeah he's laughing he's, he's trying not to laugh but yeah yeah. It took me a long time to build up the tolerance to caffeine that I've got. <laughs> nah, I can't. I just, I don't know. It, but you know, you're right. Like, everyone's individual. Um, You know, it, it, just because you see someone, you know, banging down two knockers plus four coffees a day, which, by the way, is a very large amount of caffeine. Lot, yeah, that is um, Knowing how much caffeine I'm taking on is, is, a, is part, a big yeah. part of it. Um, some people can slam down loads of caffeine and have no ill effects from it. Um, And it's, you know, it's one of the best performance enhancing drugs that's available to any athlete mm-hmm. is caffeine so it's really really useful to have however so it's some sleep sleep is very <laughs> caffeine good too. And sleep on on bedmates they don't go together no um yeah some interesting things about caffeine half-life of six hours so by six hours after you're drinking a coffee half of that caffeine is still floating about in you um so considering that is a is a good thing to to consider um but also some people are hypersensitive to caffeine um so some people are best to keep it at lower levels um some people can end up with like uh, vitamin deficiencies due to excessive caffeine and things like that so like having a bit of a play about with it if you are want to dig into it a little bit more like getting your your vitamin levels tested and 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 then you know trying different things out with caffeine if you suspect it's something that you're sensitive to it's something that you could dig into otherwise just keep chugging the coffees and keep going and you'll be fine i've um, seen members grab a knocko out of the fridge after weightlifting at night this is 8 15 at night and just crack open a, a knocko and i'm like what are you doing but the, the, <laughs> what was really interesting though is you think about like going out to like a restaurant in in france or italy and you'd finish dinner and you'd have a little espresso that's true that's oh, true yeah there's nothing okay. nicer no i understand that I do. polishing I do. off a meal with a really nice espresso so you know it's possible you mm-hmm. can still fall asleep with it mm-hmm. like once a certain amount of adenosine is built up throughout the day like you're gonna go to sleep anyway but you know <laughs> don't listen to me i drink a lot of caffeine um what's the third thing uh the third one is choosing rest before rest chooses me um, oh nicely worded i like that yeah in in a training sense now that it's very much an established routine and part of my life um both training and coaching it's kind of recognizing when you know you're starting to taper off and that kind of going for a rest day the day before your body's like ah, dude today today you really need it you know and like yeah leaving leaving a good bit in the tank so that you can kind of still function yeah um for the for the days after and uh yeah that that's that's been a big one you know you, you're the less of the quality the recovery the more likely you are to kind of start leaning towards injuries and things right and just recognizing when's when's good to to take a step back from being in the gym as much as we all love it you know yeah i, th- I think like on a on a micro level just making sure that week by week you're you're feeling fresh enough for the first day you're training and then by the third day or like or fourth day or fifth day whatever cycle you kind of prefer to follow you're like okay i reckon i could really deserve a rest day tomorrow and it's 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 nice to kind of either have it planned ahead or or just know that you're going to do you know three on one day off that kind of idea and and even planning it out like some weeks uh, you know i'll try and go for a five and two right monday to friday and then take the weekend off but Mm. it doesn't end up that way you get to 
even you get a Wednesday or Thursday and you're kind of like, mm, nah, this wasn't the week to do that. Yeah. But other weeks, it's been kind of like every day you wake up like, boom, cool, feel good. I did yeah. heavy deadlifts yesterday, but I'm feeling good. And you, you want to go again and again and again. Some weeks it's great. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, you guys finally kind of convinced me to start wearing this whoop strap, which is kind of giving me some of the data to go with those feelings of um, yeah. when I should rest and stuff. I, I sometimes feel like that's that having that feedback like through the strap and through the through the app is like having that sort of angel on your shoulder kind of thing. It's like yeah. this it's this other voice going, "Yeah, you're right. That was a good plan, or that was a terrible plan." Um, and you get that that reassurance because I think it's very easy to feel like you're spotting patterns, but you don't really have anything to back it up so that you don't ever make it actionable. Um, and you know, at the end of the month, getting a performance assessment PDF through from them, and you read through it, and you're like, "Oh, if I drink water, I sleep thirty percent better, and if I drink Actually, alcohol, I haven't had one of them yet. Yeah, I haven't had this the full month yet. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah you're gonna get to my first full month. Report, but just like testing those things out and being like, "Oh, yeah, if I drink alcohol, I have thirty percent less recovery." True. And you're like, "Oh, that's that's a decent amount. Let's just not drink beer." Mm. Um, and it really helps you rationalize those decisions instead of it just being a bit softer and hypothetical in your head, which I, I think is really positive. That's the biggest thing I've found from it anyway. Um, what's one thing you would like to implement, but you struggle to do? Um, so I actually wrote down like meal and food preparation for this one. But since since January, since we've been living this uh, real food thing, that's actually changed quite a lot. That's That's been more attainable since, since we've put a lot more focus on it. Um, so I'd skip over that and I'd actually say trying to make sure that every day or most days I do some kind of mobility work and uh, that doesn't happen every day. I really try and stick around at the gym after after I've trained or in between classes if I'm coaching to um, just get one of the foam rollers out or a, a band or a mobility ball. Um, but it, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes, you know, it's easy to say, oh yeah, it's easy to do while you're watching a film and stuff. Yeah. But realistically, you get to the evening and you, you're like... Yeah, I just, I just, I just want to relax, though, don't you? You know, <laughs> um, it's, you know, yeah. I, I, I try my best to to make sure I get you know, ten to fifteen minutes yeah. every day, and try not to take any day off from from digging a lacrosse ball into somewhere, yeah, and stretching something out. But you know, it, it's not always. It's a good tactic for making sure that you're making like consistent progress in your mobility, and your mobility is already in a pretty good place. So, and um, I mean, let like go just to going back to that it was a lot easier to do that time with the mobility through lockdowns like what yeah. what really established that kind of um, thinking was the fact that through lockdowns we had day after day of being able to just watch films while it snowed outside and roll around on a foam roller and stretch out with bands uh, and that made a massive difference from when i started i struggled to get into an overhead position and i remember multiple things that i struggled at front rack position that was a that was a really yeah. kind of saw one for me my wrists i couldn't i couldn't support uh, well i could support myself in a handstand but i remember my wrists it felt it sucked it hurt so much to get into some of these positions and then yeah having that time to just kind of drill all these mobility um what's the word yeah drills yeah um the improvement was massive just by having done those half an hour um every day every other day yeah, so. I, I think like fingers crossed we never get in a lockdown. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> but um, thinking about that in terms of what you could do is, you know, if you've got a holiday coming up, 
even if you've got time off coming up, that's the perfect time to try and bring a new habit in. If it is mobility, if that's something that's holding you back a little bit and you want to focus on, like it, it's harder if you're in like, say the busy season of your work, um, you know, if you're an accountant and it's tax season, that's not the time to start up a new habit. Um, <laughs> it's It's in the time where you've got a little bit more slack and you can wedge something new in or you can stack on top of an existing habit and start to build that in the true test is when rubber hits road and you kind of come back into work or whatever but you, you know it gives you that little bit of space to experiment and to try and add those things in um and for anyone that thinks they should work on their mobility yes that is the answer you should yes it is um like for pretty much everyone out there like it's going to be a large factor for you um and it'll you know exponentially help you be able to get into better positions and feel happier in squats and feel easier and all these things but also the other side of things is you know if you've got a slight niggle somewhere chances are there's a mobility restriction that potentially contributed to that uh and one of the best things you can do is make sure that niggle never becomes an injury um like listen to those niggles and get them treated work on them yourself in the way in best ways you can but like be early to that party like get working on those things before they become more of a problem um because even the simplest things like if you've you know rolled your ankle real bad and then you start favoring the other leg more for a long period of time and that ankle the left ankle that you rolled gets a bit tight and you never quite get it loose enough again like that's going to cause issues like 10 years down the line potentially moving up towards hips moving up towards back and these things are important to kind of like keep checking in with your body and making sure that things are moving the way they should like major joints should move through their full range of motion and that's why that's such a big focus within crossfit is making sure that you're able to move through full ranges of motion because the last thing you want to do is get caged into not being able to bend your ankles your hips your knees um now or in later life wise words wise words all right we're going to round out there um thank you so much for stopping by and jumping on the podcast today luke great chatting to you um and you can catch luke in the gym pretty much all the time yeah a lot lot of the time now yeah yeah all right guys have an awesome rest of your day and we'll catch you later cheers